Hello, and welcome to Nurture Narratives, a place for honest and uplifting conversations about parenting. I'm your host, Jessica Hines-Cook. Today on the show, I'm talking to my husband, Rob, about how his world changed when he became a dad. We also compare the expectations society places on mothers and fathers and how this can affect our relationships. Rob and I examine the popular narrative of the goofball man-child dad who isn't fully capable of looking after his own kids and discuss how this relates to the martyr mother narrative. I'm so excited to be having these important conversations about fatherhood on the podcast and to help expand and elevate the narratives of fatherhood. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone. Today on the show I have a very special guest, my husband Rob, and I asked Rob to chat with me about his transition to fatherhood. We're also going to talk about some of the expectations for dads versus moms and some of the narratives that our culture has created for fathers. So Rob and I have been married for almost five years and we've been together for about ten. We have one daughter together who is almost two years old. So thanks for joining us today, Rob, or joining me. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, so, Rob, how has fatherhood challenged you and changed you? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's been, I think the biggest, I think the answer to both those questions, I guess challenge and change is probably the same, and it's just been that the the biggest focus of my, I guess, my, my world changed to, to somebody else, somebody not myself. It really, I find it takes a lot of focus away from yourself, which can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you have to bring it back to yourself, obviously. But I think that was a big challenge at the start, too, to given that your world's really turned upside down. And, um, you know, it, there's a lot of unknowns uh, especially the first three weeks were really hard, and I would say actually the first two months were probably pretty, pretty challenging to figure out. Um, you know, learning a lot of new stuff about being a parent, um, and then I think the other thing would be um, challenges, also challenge for our relationship. Yeah. Um, and figuring out how do we, you know, still make time for each other, make time for ourselves. Um, nurture our relationship while also obviously um, nurturing and having a great relationship with our with our daughter yeah yeah I definitely agree I we had a lot of the I think a lot of the challenges were the same for me as well um, and what is like something that you are anything that you really love about being a father yeah I think um, I mean, I think a couple of things. One, for sure, is just um, I think you get to have a lot of fun, mm-hmm. right? You just get to you get to play, and she she laughs at all sorts of stuff, and makes makes me laugh, makes us laugh all the time um, by doing all sorts of weird, funny things. <laughs> um, cause, you know, and seeing her grow, you know, I, I think every time she um, seems to learn something new, you really get um, you kind of. And sometimes we'll just look at each other and be like, whoa, you know, that's so cool that <laughs> yeah. she did that. Did you hear that? Or um, whatever the case may be. Um, I think um, that. And then the other thing is kind of those more quiet moments when you're, I don't know, just lying in bed or something together or, um, 
just maybe reading a book or sitting with her while she's kind of looking at a book. Yeah. I find those moments are really nice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we had had a conversation recently about how like the process of bonding was kind of was different for us. And so to give some context, I took um, 18 months of maternity leave, which is um, which is the maximum you can take here in Canada, which is amazing. And then after that, I also took a few months of um, unpaid leave from work. Um, so I am the one that is uh, who are who has always been at home with Audrey during the day. So we had a, and then the other thing was that I was um, exclusively breastfeeding, and Audrey never had a bottle. So I was uh, in the beginning. It was really um, she really just spent a lot of time on me, just like nursing all day long <laughs> and all night long. So I think our our experience really differed there um so can you tell me a little bit about what you like how you found that process of bonding and what things helped you to to bond with her yeah um you know one thing I think it's a it's different it can be very different for moms and dads I think in our case for sure with her you know um with you being home with her um the um, breastfeeding her so she wasn't having a bottle I think I had to be, you know, I had to be more intentional about trying to build a bond, mm-hmm. um, which is hard when you're really tired and everything's new. And so I, I was, that was challenging because I, it was important and I don't think I would have had the same, I cert, I don't think I would have had the same bond that you had with her from the start, Yeah, you know, um, I mean, she was really very much a part of you. Mm. Um, and so, um, you know, I think it, I had to be more intentional about trying to build that bond. Yeah. Um, which, which, you know, as we've gone on, I just think it gets stronger and stronger all the time. Yeah. And, like, something that I saw that really, I think, helped with that was that you, like, you took uh, three weeks off in the beginning, and then you, took, you were able to take two months of parental leave later on, um, and it was really cool to see you and Audrey spend so much time together um, during that time and and really bonding that way as well. Yeah, that was really nice. I think that was really important as well. Mm-hmm. I think that allowed us a lot more time together. Yeah. Because it is hard to find the time when you're, when you're working, you know. Um, sometimes I would leave before she was awake if I was trying to go to the gym in the morning or something like that and get like a little bit of time to myself. Um, and by the time I'm home, it's five 30, we've got to start thinking about dinner, you know, cook dinner, dinner happens and then it's bath time and then getting ready for bed. So it can be, it can be hard to find time to, you know, bond and spend significant time with her during the week. So that to be able to have a couple of months where, you know, it was, the main reason I was home and you know the it was it was great it was um just a really and I think for me to feel more bonded to her but also for her to feel more bonded to me you could kind of tell that she yeah um wasn't so upset when you left the room yeah exactly <laughs> towards the end of that uh, yeah. um so I thought that was that was really nice as well yeah yeah that was really cool to see um 
So I want to talk as well about some of the expectations that are put on moms versus dads, which is something that we talk about quite a bit. Um, I think there is this expectation that mothers are the kind of quote-unquote default parent. So anything that has to do with your child, people come to you. Um, There's an expectation that mothers will do basic like day-to-day tasks and I see that fathers are often celebrated for doing these tasks. I think the expectation is that mothers will just do that. That's just part of their job. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, well, that's been the case for us. Yeah. Where I'll get praise for changing diapers or um, even just holding her. Mm. You know, we've heard the comment that, oh, you know, it's... I, we heard, I heard the comment once, oh, men are so different now. You know, they spent, they're so much more willing to be present. All I was doing was was holding Audrey. It wasn't some great accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's still there. I think it has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly I think the expectations are more that the, mother's well, not just the default parent. And, and, you know, I think there's some, something, because for us, right, you you were more, you were, I don't want to say the default parent, but you were more present with her. Yeah. And, um, I was like the primary caregiver. That's why, that's how I feel like spending yeah. the whole, like spending all my time basically at home with her. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, as a, as the non-primary caregiver, if we look at it that way, um, that you don't have responsibilities that you that you should be doing and it also doesn't mean that you don't aren't involved at all right in in making decisions about you know that that impact your child yeah and I think this expectation works like uh both ways as well because we've also had times where I've seen like people tell you how to be a father like in the very like basic tasks like yeah. I remember you trying to put Audrey to sleep. Um, we were at the beach, and that older woman came up and was like trying to like coach you, and she was like pretty old at that point. So I was like, well, he should know by now, like what you know what yeah, she likes. Yeah, she was. I think she was trying to tell me. This woman was trying to tell me to rock her back and forth. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. And I don't think that she would have said that to me. No, probably not. <laughs> and I remember we have a a friend who. Um, he was on parental leave at the same time I was. So we got our kids together a couple of times during the day and we went to the park and he just kind of let his kids like run free as on the playground, which is, which I think is awesome. And two people came up to us and asked if that, those were his children because like, it was like, is this dad, you know, is he paying attention? And we were watching the whole time, but I think, I felt that maybe there was a little bit, it was because he was, it was a dad that they had to come up and be like, do you know what your kids are doing? Are you in control of the situation? Yeah. Whereas I, like, I haven't really experienced that as a mother. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, it's only happened a couple of times and it's no big deal. I don't really, Mm. I don't really think anything of it. Um, But I mean, it is, it's kind of funny how low the expectations are for for, with some people, how low the expectations are for for men, um, mm. and um, yeah, I, 
that with, with some people that's just the way they think and it's maybe just because of you know how they how they grew up or when they grew up I think age makes a difference as well with how people see parenting and, and view like um, the the responsibilities of each parent and how they how they're different yeah and when you, we talk about expectations as well, I think it has a lot to do with this narrative that I wanted to talk about today, which is the the narrative that we've seen in the media of the goofy, childish, kind of useless father. And like for me, I always like whenever I think of this, I always think of uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. Yeah, I feel like that was the first. <laughs> I thought that was one of the only like TV shows that we got in Barbados at the beginning like, <laughs> when we first had TV, and that I remember that really well. Um, him as a dad, and even my parents at the time commented on like on this guy, and and then like now we see it with the I think the dad from Modern Family would be to me the like more modern example of that like like really fun and like sweet dad but also like not capable of looking after his children and then they have this like very uptight wife but i've seen this like permeate our culture a little bit and i even like online and the memes being shared about like how like it's just impossible to get your husband to help it's impossible to get your husband to do anything like memes about dads like expecting sex because they're because they did some like chores around the house (laughs) and it it really I find it really it really bothers me it gets under my skin because I think it doesn't I just wonder like I wonder who this narrative serves um I like I don't think it serves good dads at all because I think it's very it's undermining in a way to 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 what they do and the kind of multifaceted aspects of being a father when we paint fathers with this one narrative. And it definitely doesn't serve women or mothers um, to kind of accept that and think like, well, that's normal. Like I see this all the time. This is what everybody else is experiencing, so it must be normal. but I think it's it's also as well tied to this narrative that we see a lot, this like storyline of mothers being martyrs. Because to be a really good martyr, I think you kind of need somebody like that to play off yeah. on, and it works really well together. And it's uh, like it really um, it's something that I I I decide to reject. <laughs> I don't want to be a martyr. Um, I don't want to, I, I agree that motherhood is like, there's sacrifices that come along with being a mother, but when people paint the picture that motherhood is all about sacrificing your life and like giving up, giving up your, (laughs) your dreams and like, and projecting that onto your child instead, I, I don't think it's healthy and it's not something that I'm, I'm interested in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bit of a. I mean, is it? I mean, I think that narrative has has always been there. It's kind of. It is a bit funny that it's still there. Um, it is. You know, when you think the idea of like that, men are sweet fathers, but they're not. They might be a little useless. Mm-hmm. I think it does let people off. Let some men off the hook. Yeah. Um, it's also hard when that's what you see a lot of because. 
I mean, you do want to be, uh, you know, it's fun to have, be fun and goofy and enjoy yourself with your kid. But I mean, m- mothers can do that too. And, and, um, yeah. And, and even just the whole idea of, um, how, like, what men are supposed to do or women are supposed to do. And I mean, it's, it's wrong in many ways. One, it doesn't do serve men or women well. It's also, I can't imagine that that, that, that how, how that would, how somebody who has that view, how would they view like a, a same sex couple and how, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 you think about that as well. I can't, I, I mean, I don't know what that would feel like. And I'm sure there's been, um, in people who are same sex couples, especially men who would hear that, you know, they don't, might not have motherly instinct or something mm. like that, which is, yeah. I know that maybe there is motherly instinct, but I don't see why parents can't just, like, men cannot have the same instincts, right? Exactly. And the same ability to, and a lot of this stuff too is just like the ability to, what, organize your kids' schedules and yeah. do the, do basic tasks. Uh, anybody can do that stuff. It's just a matter of, you know, having to actually do it because it is hard, especially when you're tired to, to do, to do all these tasks around the house that not just not just around the house but that are around your child and yeah yeah it's hard um and i think this expectation also like translates to the idea that if somebody's going to sacrifice their career it's going to be the mother mm. and we see it a lot when i think i think writers are, are trying to get away from this but you know when we have um profiles of business women they always stress that this woman is also a mother and she's balancing motherhood and career life and we don't see that emphasis as much for for men um which is kind of which is which is strange right yeah and the expectation that men don't have the same struggle to balance to find balance between between these two areas of their lives yeah, I think well, it's tied. It's partially got to be tied to what are the responsibilities in the home, um, or what people believe are the responsibilities in the home, mm-hmm. um, and that men have less of them, I guess, for traditionally, or that's how it's seen still. I think even in many ways, I know that's been changing, of course, and getting better. But I even think that I I saw this um, this article, or maybe it was even just a tweet or something about. Jacinda Ardern, the um, Prime Minister of New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it was some sort of praise for her husband, who's, I, I guess he might be a stay-at-home dad, or, he, you know, the man behind the woman kind of thing, and I think the idea was, behind this post, was that it, you know, oh, behind, you know, that saying, behind every strong man is a stronger woman, or something like yeah. that, something... I mean, but it was the idea that they're praising him for staying at home and looking after the kids. And I mean, that's great because in a way, yeah. but at the same time, um, that's no one praises. I don't think people praise women for that. They just say they just that's expected behind like a, someone who's in politics or a position of power, like an important job like that. The expectation is that their wife is at home looking after the kids, Yeah. which I don't know why that's the expectation. I I guess it's 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 sexism. It's just it's, I guess a holdover from maybe how people used to view things, or maybe I mean they still do, obviously. But yeah, 
How would you like to see this narrative change when it comes to, to fatherhood? I think I think there should be you know higher expectations for um, for fathers, um, and I don't think any. I don't think you're not going to have. I don't. I don't. You can never have the idea of having equal responsibilities or um, or anything like that. Like, I mean, there's. I think there's always not always, but there's often going to be someone who's more of a primary caregiver. And I think in early years, it's common that it's the that it's the mother. But I do think the expectation for men or on fathers is more than just um, being fun and goofy and, and loving, because that's great. But there's also a lot of other stuff that goes into parenting beyond that. And I think it should be expected that men participate in that. And, and I think about for, for us, when, um, especially when Audrey, when Audrey was younger and you were at home with her, and, and I was working, um, when you, we were in her room or we, you were cleaning up her clothes and you said that you'd felt like you were kind of in charge of her clothes and, um, and I, and it's true. I kind of felt at the time I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm part of it too. But it, I realized, you know, I wasn't really taking an active role in helping with, you know, okay, we need to get rid of some stuff or pack it up because she's it's too small for her what clothes do we have that are coming up for for the next stage as she grows and I wasn't really it was just I was just letting you I was letting you do all that Mm -hmm. without being actively taking a role in it so um but you know if we communicate then we can eliminate those those problems Mm -hmm. but it is it is challenging though yeah I remember that and I think for me the feeling was like the nursery is like is is my domain as a mother and that bothered me and I didn't like that because it felt like a lot of pressure even though it was a fairly small task to organize her clothing Mm -hmm. just the fact that I knew like that if it doesn't if I didn't do it it wasn't going to get done um created a lot of anxiety in me for some reason yeah so yeah it's this expectation that mothers are the the go-to even within your your own household when it comes to to children like you you're, the dad will take the diaper bag but the mother has to pack it for him um and i think this expectation i've seen this phrase recently that was called maternal gatekeeping and I've definitely fallen into this trap before where you um were gonna spend some time with Audrey and I was gonna I wasn't gonna be there I was going to to box in or I was going out and I felt like it was hard for me and I I felt that I needed to I needed to be there to control the situation because I spent so much time with her I felt a little bit maybe like I was the expert on all things all things Audrey yeah um so these it's really easy to internalize these expectations that are put on mothers and um and use them in ways that are end up like not being that end up being detrimental to ourselves by not being able to relax knowing that your child is with their father or 
in good hands with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same kind of thing when we, you know, parents look after her or something like that. And you try and start telling them little things like, oh, she likes this or, or maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. And it's really like, you know, they'll take her to the park and have fun and she's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing, nothing bad's going to happen. She'll be fed and clothed and safe and, and probably just play the whole time, you yeah. know? And, um, so I, but I, I can, it's, it is funny. Yeah. Cause I think I remember once where you, you were, you were telling me, um, a few things that we should do or, Oh, what about this? What about this? And, just like it's fine you can go you know we're not we're gonna be okay yeah um but i mean it happens too when you spend so much time so much time with uh with with her with your with your child that they really become like a the the center of your world and so letting someone else look after them can be hard Mm -hmm. and so you want to control what how they look after them make sure they do it the same way you do when that's mm. i mean it's not gonna be the case yeah exactly that's really hard to to let go of that and remember that i mean as parents at the time they spend with you is probably gonna is gonna end up being the most important and formative yeah um but when we talk about changing the narrative when it comes to fatherhood i wonder if there is spaces for that because for me I notice that there's so there is a lot of space for mothers to to share their stories um to motherhood is is being I think presented it's still it can be one-dimensional sometimes but there's definitely at least space online for women to to talk about motherhood do you think that 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 is available for fathers as well? Um, yeah, I think I think it is probably not to the same extent. There's certainly not as many. Um, there's you know plenty of mummy vloggers, I guess, and not a whole lot of daddy vloggers. I would uh, <laughs> I would guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think men probably could take a more maybe active role in creating those spaces. Yeah. I mean, who else is going to create it? No one else. Like men need to do that. Yeah. If, if they want to create, you know, community or, um, mm. a space where they can talk to other, other dads, um, or about being a parent, but at the same time, you know, a lot of the stuff that, um, that moms will talk about, going to be relevant for 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 dads as well it's just there are different perspectives of course um but i think there's still a lot of value in in whatever uh, a parent's putting on is putting online in those spaces that are created um but certainly i think if if men and dads want those spaces they're gonna have to be the ones to create them Mm mm-hmm yeah, and there's a there's a few good um, like Instagram accounts that I follow by dads, but it just isn't. Um, there aren't the same amount of them. There doesn't seem to be as many available to to, to choose from. Um, but yeah, so that was always my intention with this podcast was that it would be a place for mothers and fathers, and because my focus is on looking at these cultural narratives. 
I I really the the mother as the martyr and the father as the goofball kind of dude. Um, those were ones that always really stuck uh, stuck out to me. So I knew that I really always wanted to include fathers and create a a place where fathers can share their stories. So I I have another interview with a father coming up soon, uh, a really cool person and dad and grandfather. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, But it was really awesome to chat with you about this. I know we have these conversations a lot, so it's just a, a matter of recording them and this is actually as well, I was thinking the first time that I've recorded an episode in person because I started this during during the pandemic. Yeah. So that's cool as well. Yeah. But thank you so much for opening yourself up and chatting with me. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nurture Narratives. Please subscribe to Nurture Narratives on your platform of choice, leave a rating and review, and follow at nurture.narratives on Instagram for show updates and to let me know what you thought. Thanks for joining the conversation.